You are listening to the Cuss Running Podcast, where we believe that running should be whimsical and that everyone belongs. Run as you are. Hello, All and right. welcome to the Cuss Running Podcast. Today's guest is Katie O'Connor. Katie is an accomplished runner, an accomplished ultra runner, a trainer, a running coach, and I believe she's training for a 200 miler right now, and we'll learn more about that. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Okay, so Katie, what's your running story? How'd you get into it? <laughs> Um, I mean, it's probably similar to a lot of others that I sucked at just about every other sport, you know? <laughs> so I would dread gym class when it was like any sport that involved hand-eye coordination. Mm -hmm. um, and then in junior high, I learned about cross country and I was like, what? We just get to go run in a field? This is cool. <laughs> and to be fair, I couldn't even really see very well back then. Like I was in between glasses and contacts. So I was like, okay, well, all I have to do is just follow the girl in front of me and I won't mm. get lost, you know? Yeah. But totally fell in love with it. Um, was like, ooh, I think I found the thing that like at least I really enjoyed. Um, so yeah, ran a little bit, you know, got the like the hint of what it's like in junior high, and then full blown like fell in love with cross country and track in high school. Um, cross country was definitely my favorite. Track was just like something to do in the spring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, but definitely fell in love with um, cross country in high school, and just like the whole team, you know, whether it's like. It felt very team sportish, even though it's still like, you know, you're out there kind of running an individual. I loved that aspect of it. Um, and then just took like, see, I would love to run in college. And it was almost kind of like torture when I was in my dorm freshman year. I was in the dorm with like all the cross country girls oh, and no. I was not good enough to make the team. So it was just like <laughs> a brutal reminder, like, oh, you know, I'm going out for my little jog and they're like going out to do their workout, but that's okay. Um, I digress. But yeah, then after college a few girlfriends and I you know after a couple glasses of wine when all good decisions are made um mm -hmm. we're like we should do the Chicago marathon <laughs> and back then you could just like run yeah. and train and then sign up which was amazing so I think we didn't really actually sign up until after we'd run I don't know like a nine mile or nine mile nine miles seemed like we can get through nine we can get through 20 I don't know what <laughs> that math was but yeah so um I was just so curious to see like how it was going to feel to go that far. I had never run a half marathon before, just kind of like dove into the Kara training, um, but like really loved it. Loved having a schedule again and loved getting up early on Saturdays for the long runs. And then um, as soon as crossed the finish for the first Chicago, I was like, this is amazing. We're going to be doing more of these. <laughs> when did you run your first marathon? In 2003. Okay. Wow. You have really yeah. had a long journey with running starting in junior high. That's crazy. Yeah. I love that you're like, I think I got into it how everybody else does. And like, I really don't know a lot of people <laughs> that started in junior high and maintained it up and through adulthood. Like usually they run in, you know, junior high and high school and then they lose it. But you have maintained a long relationship. Have you ever taken a break or like had to take time off from it? Yeah. I mean, college, I wasn't real serious. It was more mm -hmm. like I should run for a little bit. Oh, the weather sucks. I'm not going to run again. You know, like that I was yeah. an ebb and flow runner. Um, and then, yeah, when we were trying to have my daughter, when I had to take some time off. Um, but then other than that, it's been, you know, like the stupid reasons to have to take time off. Like, oh, I'm injured because I, yeah. you know, ran three months on a strained hamstring kind of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, otherwise, like I really miss it. Um, I know they say you're not supposed to have it is part of your identity, but I really feel like it's, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. part of my identity. Says you know? that? Don't talk yeah, to those I, people anymore. Yeah. They're silly. <laughs> they're silly people. Okay. So 2003, you ran your first mm -hmm. marathon. When did you find trail and ultra? 
Yeah, so I joined um, Edge back in 2016 and just a community kind of like all the rest of us, you know, endurance athletes like, oh, have you heard about that? You should try this. And <laughs> so a bunch of us were doing um, Ernie Mule's Earth Day run mm-hmm. and they have like a five mile, a 15 and a 50K. And I was like, I ugh, like, I don't think, I, you know, five miles sounds good. I have not run on grass literally since high school. <laughs> so I was going to do the five miler and then, you know, fun, peer pressure. Oh, you sh- if you can do the five, you can do the 15, right? Like, <laughs> sure. sure. So did the 15 miler and I-, I was like immediately hooked. It brought me back to all those cool fields of cross country, like getting dirty and muddy and just like, it was just so cool to see too, that the, you know, the people who were winning these races, like Corey, you know, from mm-hmm. Illinois was like at these races, like crushing it in his speedo. And I'm like, who is this dude? But, you know, <laughs> as we're crossing paths, he's like, way to go. And I'm thinking, you know, in the marathon, the winners of the marathon are not high-fiving no. us like you know, <laughs> no. random people. So I was just blown away by like, just how cool the community was. And then pretty much a year later, signed up for my first 50K. And that was like, now that's just my jam. <laughs> I love trails so much. <laughs> what is it about the trails that you love outside the community, obviously? Yeah, community for sure. Um, I don't know. I think it just, it really feels like a chance to take a mini vacation every week. You know, like I do my long runs on Fridays because it works for my schedule and my family schedule and all that. And it, so yeah, it feels like every Friday I kind of get to, you know, forget all the normal stuff of the world and just have to get miles in, in the woods. So <laughs> yeah, it just, it feels like I felt really bad during COVID when I, I would get out to run and, you know, my family's stuck here doing like homeschool and work and I'd get to like peace out and go to the trails for, you know, a few hours. It, it really still feels like a vacation once a week. Thank <laughs> <laughs> goodness. I love that. So when did you, if you, okay. So you joined edge in 2016. When did you start what came first, the personal training or the running coaching, number one? And then two, how did you get into that aspect of it? Yeah. So um, I actually have my degree in architecture. That's like oh. one of those fun when people are like, <laughs> what do we know? What do we not know about you? Like no one usually knows because I've just been doing fitness for so much longer. Yeah. Um, but right when I, I don't even remember the years that the recession hit, but that like my industry just pretty much like plummeted. So I was already kind of doing some fitness classes on the side and really just loved it. Like I've always just loved being active and I love sharing that love with other people. And so started teaching strength probably then whenever that recession was like end of the two, like 2008, 2009. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then from there really just kind of stuck with it. Like once uh, we had my daughter too, I was just like, okay, well, this is a natural thing I can do and be flexible with her schedule, my schedule. And then that's when kind of the run coaching came into play too. Cause I was, I didn't even know that there were such things, right? As, <laughs> I was like, what? I could do this as like my career. This is amazing. Because yeah. um, same, like I, I loved doing the fitness classes, but that was just because I love being active. Like the running is really my, you know, like we said, it's our identity. So yeah. to be able to share that, that joy. And I think to be able to convince people a little bit that they can do more than they think they can is such a cool, cool thing. Yeah. So yeah, so I've probably been coaching for longer than it's going to age me, like 10-ish years. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because that's how I actually I first heard of you was you had a couple athletes that came yeah. out to my races. There was Rachel and there's yep. another one whose name I feel bad. I forget. Mo. Rachel's come to a bunch of races yeah. though. So that's why she's stuck like, with me. Yeah. yeah. She's and then so Mo's done your race. Yes. And a couple ladies this year too do their, their first oh, 50K right. at 
at the yeah, advanced. That's right. Too. And so that's yeah. like when you first kind of came up as this person is like, oh, it's, this is a running coach in the area. And I was like, all right, she seems cool. But like what you've been doing for 10 years, that's impressive. What's your running philosophy? Like, what do you bring to the table? Yeah. I mean, I think, and I, you know, too, again, this might just be like my age showing through, but I don't know. I, I want my athletes to have fun, you know, like, yes, we can be chasing PRs, you know, it's, it's a little bit harder to convince sometimes my road athletes, right. That it's not all the numbers, but I mean, the reality is like, if it's not fun, none of us are, you know, I don't coach any professionals. We're not getting paid to do this. So if it's not fun and you're not getting some benefit out of it, like if you don't feel like, whoa, I'm just like a better person because I do this or because I tackled this thing, I can now challenge myself in this way, in either my career or just with life or whatever. So I, I don't know, I love being able to share and really help people find that love of the sport and to be able to keep with it, you know, like at some point the PRs are going to be harder to chase. So like you, ha- you, you can't just be loving the numbers or the places that you're getting. You have to really love what you're doing. And so that's, that's what kind of got me into it. And I love sharing that with my athletes. So I really try to put like push. Okay. Yeah. You know, you want to hit this pace. You want to get this target. You want to do this, but like, what's your why, right? Cause your why is going to get you out of the bed when it's like 10 below zero and <laughs> you know, or like you have a busy schedule, right? I mean, you have a kid, you know, I have a kid, right? Like it's finding that time. Like if you don't have a strong why it, there's going to be things that kind of get in your way. So I love trying to kind of help people narrow down their why and their love for it. And then like, let the goal kind of build around that. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. A hundred percent. Um, what would you say to someone that's like thinking about getting a running coach? Yeah, I think, I think people think you have to be elite, right. To like kind of earn a running coach. And I think what's just so cool is it's really just somebody that's, you know, I kind of call myself, like I, I write out your plan, right. And I'm here to guide you, but I'm your biggest cheerleader at the end of the day. Right. Like maybe your family doesn't get it. Maybe your friends think you're crazy, but like, I get it. And I'm so excited for your goal. So it's like having a personal cheerleader and like Google calendar manager, essentially, you know, like (laughs) I'm organizing your stuff. I'm cheering you on. Um, I think it's so easy, especially now, right. To go online and look up, you know, you could find Mm us, Oh my God, a plan for just about any distance, any, you know, any course. Um, but that's just not, it's, it's, it's for, you know, this big cloud of people. It's not for that one person. So especially people who have, or maybe tackling a new goal or a new distance, especially, um, or have a crazy schedule, you know, like, I think it's nice to have somebody you can kind of bounce things off of. Um, maybe none of those things apply to you, but you're just one of those people that overthink like myself, um, you know, like, Ooh, I'm tired today. Does that mean I should run or should I not run? You know, like, is it tired? Cause I'm <laughs> need a recovery day or is it tired? Cause I just didn't sleep good or I need to eat better, you know? Oh. Um, so I think, it's nice from all those perspectives, right? It's like, it's personalized to one person that it also takes into account all the other little things that make up their life, right? Like it fits this big portion of their life into the things that pay your bills that make your family, you know, still love you and not change the locks on the door, you know, all those things. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So as a running coach, what's like one of a cup or one or two of like your proudest running coaching moment? For sure. So, I mean, Rachel would be one of them for sure. Um, Not just because it was, it's been your races, but um, (laughs) I was like during COVID, you know, or maybe no, yeah, it was during, I think it was during COVID that was her 50K. Mm -hmm. But I think I was so proud of, because again, chasing, you know, like road goals and having the road stuff all kind of flip away, but having to, you know, trying some trail stuff. And she was kind of interested in trail before, but then this really just, you know, kind of came on the radar and she's like, I think I'm going to go for a 50 K. And I was like, I love it. I, I love when any <laughs> of my road people are like, I want to switch over. I'm like, yes, yeah. you know, come to the dark side. Um, 
but I was just so proud of her mentality of being able to switch that mindset of, you know, tempo pacing and goal race for a marathon to be able to just like, I just want to finish this thing feeling strong, you know? And, and I think your race was a perfect choice for that because she really got to feel that camaraderie, you know, and that led her to be like, I think I want to do the 50 miler. And I was like, you should. (laughs) So I think, I think her breakthrough was just incredible to see that, um, like what's possible when you aren't just constraining yourself to like my value is these times, you know, whether I'm hitting them or not, it's really more just like, wow, look at what my body can do. Right. Like I can be out here for this long and I can be, you know, and she was, I mean, she, she even laughed at this. Like she was kind of clumsy in the beginning. Like we all are, you know, tripping over stuff and it would be a laugh of like how many falls did she have in a training run and stuff. (laughs) But you know, then you just get better and better and more confident. And so, yeah, I think just seeing, you know, seeing her finish and then want to take that and jump into the 50 miler was like, okay, you know, like I was so excited for her and proud of her. And um, it's like sky's the limit. And I think people that kind of flip back and forth still, right. Like there's those of us who've like moved into trail and alter, like I'm never going back, but you know, she has road goals, but I think the road goals are going to be easier to achieve because now she's taught herself like anything is possible, right. I can go past a marathon shoot. I did two marathons for a 50 miler, you know, like, I think just the mentality that you, that you learn from kind of switching your brain to like trail and ultra thought can really be like beneficial for either going further or flipping back to road. Yeah. So she's, she's for sure one of them. Um, Then I have another athlete this year who, or I guess last year um, tackled trans Rockies for her 50th birthday. So that was super cool. So she, I mean, she had never done, I think she did a couple trail races here and there. I know she did like Galena sky just leading up to, to get some sort of practice, you know, and then just really had to learn everything to get prepared for this like ginormous task, you know, out in Colorado when we all live here in flat Chicago. Um, and she just was having a blast with it. I think to her mindset day over day, cause you know, I'd get some text updates when they had cell service. She's like, this is hard, but I'm really enjoying the challenge. I was like, yes, you know, again, like another win. So that was another really, another really, really cool moment for sure. That's awesome. I find, so I do some running coaching, not as much as you do. And I find one of the hardest things I have with my athletes is convincing them that they are athletes, like convincing them that they are runners. And Mm -hmm. like, how often is like that a conversation you're having to have with people, which is crazy to me. You'll have somebody that'll accomplish a 50 miler that was like, oh, I just did a 50 miler. What? You just did it? Yeah. Or or I'm a back of the packer. So, and it's like, what? Who cares? I mean, even the elites will say like, they're like, I'm more impressed with, you know, the people who are finishing in that golden hour, right. Than Mm -hmm. those of us who are winning these things, because they're out there that much longer. I mean, we have this kind of funny saying at edge. It's like, if you have a body, you're an athlete. So at least my edge athletes, like they hear that constantly. Um, but yeah, everybody else, I'm just like, just because you aren't getting paid to do this doesn't mean you're not an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. Like the person who can't even fathom running a mile or a 5k, they sure as hell consider you an athlete. So you should consider yourself an athlete. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think people assume that they have to be winning things or sponsored or something to be considered an athlete. And I mean, I'm like, well, shoot, if you don't consider yourself an athlete, then I don't, then I should be considering myself. <laughs> an, and I do consider myself. Yeah, an exactly. So you have to consider yourself an athlete. <laughs> Speaking of you as an athlete, let's talk about it. Tell me a little bit about your ultra experience, your favorite parts, and then we're going to jump into your 200 miler training. <laughs> yeah. So that 50 K in 2017, um, it was up at ice age. And I just, I had never been on those trails before and just loved it. Like loved, loved, loved it. Like I love trail here, but up there is like, yeah, just something special. 
Um, so then I was like, okay, well I've done the 50 K I'm like very much like, okay, I should do a 50 K and then I should do a 50, you know, <laughs> yeah. like there's, there's a guy I, I talked to and he's like, just do a hundred. I'm like, no, that sounds absolutely like my mind can't process that. So then the next year I was like, okay, I can process a 50 miler. And I was turning 40. So in 2018, I was like, okay, I want to do some epic stuff when I turned 40. So I signed up for Ice Age 50 and then Silver Rush 50 okay. out in Leadville um, and really had no idea, you know, what I was doing. I was coaching myself still, which is probably yeah. a mistake. Like I now have a coach um, myself, but I remember laying in bed before Ice Age 50 miler and my husband's already asleep, Gwen's asleep in the other bed. And I'm like, I could literally throw up on myself right now. I was <laughs> so nervous, like the most nervous I've literally ever been in my entire life. And it was pouring rain out. I mean, I was just like, what have I gotten myself into? Um, yeah. And then the next morning, like this sweet guy who was also running the race with me um, from South Dakota offered to give me a, a ride to the start because like Gwen was too little to like, you know, it was just like logistics. Yeah. And I was like, this is the coolest thing. And, you know, my friends who don't do this were like, you're going to allow some random guy to drive you to the start. Like, doesn't this end bad for you? And I'm like, no, he's a trail guy. Yeah. And like we still keep in touch. Like it's just crazy. And so that experience, um, one of my girlfriends from edge came out and crewed me mm-hmm. and it was just, it was wild to me. Like I loved the challenge of towing the line and really having no idea like what was going to happen if I was going to finish, but I just knew like, I'm just going to keep chipping away at aid stations until, you mm-hmm. know, either they pull me or I get to the finish, you know, whatever happens <laughs> first. Um, and I actually made like a huge course mistake because I had run the 50 K the year before oh. that turnaround is a different spot than the 50 mile turnaround. And in my head, I was just thinking of last year. And so I turned around too early oh, and no. I get to this road crossing and I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, this doesn't seem right. And the, you know, the person that's like helping us cross the roads, like, all right, y'all, you got like seven miles left. And I'm like, I'm at mile 36. Mm-hmm. This is this camp. And she's like, I'm sure it's just your watch. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know. Thankfully, the, the my friend Becca, who was crewing me, had run this race the prior year. And she was like, you never made it to where we all are waiting for you. Like the mm-hmm. final turnaround. So I had to backtrack. Oh, no. Them. How many miles did that add? I had like four miles. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. But I was like such an adrenaline rush, like just to get to them. Oh, yeah. So I got to them and now I'm really at like my mile 40, but mm. I had burned so much energy, like getting back there and then the mental energy. Oh my oh, God. Man. But I was just like, okay, we can do this. You know? And they're like, Hey, I don't want to like, you know, make you panic anymore, but there's a huge rainstorm coming oh, in like gosh. two hours. And the cutoff was two hours. So I was like, you got two hours to finish these 10 miles. Oh, so shit. I was just like slogging away, but I did it. And then, yeah. you know, then it was like, okay, well, if I can, if I can overcome this hurdle of not like completely losing my shit when I turned around wrong, then Leadville felt a little bit better. But still, I kind of went into that one, like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is cool. You know, I got poles now and I'm in the middle of nowhere and, you know, the tallest, you know, parts of Colorado and same. I just kind of took it as like an adventure. Like I'm going to soak it all in. Although my husband was funny. He's like, don't take so many pictures that you miss a cutoff. Cause we won't like, like no one wants to live with you. If you miss this cutoff, cause you're just like snapping pictures. Um, I did snap some pictures. I still made it, but yeah, I think that challenge too is just like, I love like the scenery is what really drives me in a race, mm-hmm. you know, besides just the people you meet, you know, so I remember talking to a couple of guys from Arkansas who were all just like, we have no business being here in Leadville. What are we doing? But like, we're doing it. Um, so just, I think like, yeah, the meeting of, you know, different people and like seeing these amazing sites that you normally not get to see if you're not running through it, just really like that, those two experiences just like settled in with me. I was like, I really love these further distances. I love that 
not really knowing if you're going to finish when you're at the starting line. I don't know why, but that feeling of just like, <laughs> I'm just going to have to keep giving every bit I have every step of the way just felt really cool. Um, so I had, then I went back to Ice Age the following year because I had redemption of like not making a mistake on the course. Yeah. Um, and that was really fun. And then I was like, you know, I'd love to do a hundred one day, but I'm really scared of running at night. So mm-hmm. I was thinking I was going to do a hundred K and then Robin who owns ads was like, you're not going to really get that nighttime experience, like fear away. If you do hundred K, you should just do the hundred. Yeah. And of course, like that mentality seemed to make sense to me. <laughs> so <laughs> came home and convinced the family that, you know, I'm going to sign up for a hundred. And so that was in 2020, okay. so of course, COVID yeah. year. Um, so we got to, you know, it was like June when it was supposed to happen. And they're like, uh, we're going to push to September. I think, yeah, they pushed to September. And then it was like, we're going to have to cancel. And I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like, do I still try to do this? Do I just, you know, let it go? And I remember like stopping in the middle of a run and texting my crew and like whoever was going to pace me at the time and being like, you know, would you all be willing to do this this weekend with me? You know, if, if we can make this all happen. Um, and my other, like my best running buddy, Jamie was also supposed to run her first ice age, which was going to be in September, like around the same time. So she's finding this out. I'm finding this out. And my, our whole crew was like, we would totally still go up to Wisconsin and do this with you. So like Michelle from ornery mule, like gave me the course, like on like the GPX, I had it on my Gaia app and my, my, you know, my, my best was friend was like willing to do her 50 for the first part of my hundred. So we just like makeshifted this race and um, it was like the most incredible experience. Like I was blown away by the fact already blown away that, you know, that friends would take a weekend out to like prove and support anyways. Right. But then like to have to do, I mean, they were every single aid station for us. It was, and they set up like a little like finish line for my friend when she hit the 50 mile mark. And then they jumped in with me to help me finish the rest of the hundred. Like it was just such a cool like team feeling, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way I could have done this without this people. And like that weekend, we all just got to be like the bond we all shared was just incredible. So that yeah. like, then I was like, okay, well, I thought I loved the 50 miler. Now, shoot, I really love the 100 miler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the 100 because it, it it kind of makes this solo sport very team, you know? Yeah. 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 No one gets through a 100 miler alone. No, my God. I mean, I like, I will give my crew and my pacers like, they're the credit. I just, you know, I'm just moving my, you know, dangling legs <laughs> in yeah. the distance, whatever, but like, they're the ones that are really like motivating me to get, you know, to that next aid station, to that next spot. Like they're just amazing humans. Yeah. And I, I love them. That's crazy that you did a makeshift 100. I mean, I heard of people <laughs> doing other distances during COVID and like making up their marathon or even like a, I had yet to hear of someone doing a makeshift 100 miler. That's incredibly impressive. And now you've actually done a real hundred miler at this point, right? Yeah. So I went back, um, again, you know, felt like, okay, well now I'm, I'm in like for 2021 for kettle, but again, we still didn't kind of know, you know, like COVID was still lingering, um, all that stuff, but it was that summer that was like really God awful hot. So it was, mm-hmm. it was like 95 degrees at the start I and mean, it was just brutal. But again, oh, I was gosh. like, I'm here to now experience this like race environment, you know, like see real aid stations. Like at night, it was so magical to see other people's headlamps coming and going. And so while like, there was definitely miserable stretches, um, it was just like magical, you know, it was like <laughs> that first experience times, you know, a zillion, just having all these other people doing the same thing and like interacting with other crews. Um, it was really cool. It was really yeah. cool. But then again, too, that one was so hot. Um, 
and my, my, my best friend who ran her first 50 or her, like one of her fifties with me, she was my closer that year, like my closer pacer. And just like, she knew I was not having the race that I wanted because it was so hot. So just like pushed me to my fastest mile as my last mile in that oh, race. What? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, she's a wicked good pacer. <laughs> I mean, amazing. an amazing friend as well, but a wicked good pacer. Yeah. Um, yeah. She just like, she just got me going. And so that was cool. Fast forward. Then I was like, well, this was so hot. I know I can do better than this. So like ran kettle again last year. I kind of like to repeat race. You yeah, love a redemption art. I love that. I You're like, let me I go, do. let me test it. And mm-hmm. then we go back again and do it better. I love that. Yeah. You know, cause something always happens your first time through, you know, like <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's like, I'm sure you feel the same way with like race directing, right? You're like, okay, the first run of oh, this, gosh. like this was cool, yeah. but I could do this, you know, it's the same yeah, thing. No, yeah. absolutely. Now. Okay. So I think <laughs> I've seen this, this thing on Instagram and thought it was the most adorable thing that your daughter attempts to stay awake during mm-hmm. the hundred miler, but she's not succeeded yet. Correct. No. Yeah. <laughs> so the first year she was only maybe eight or nine oh, and yeah, that was, it was, it was great. She was like, I'm going to, you know, kids, like yeah. you will get there. Like, yeah. will just be like, I just want to stay up all night as if something magical happens, like at yeah. two in the morning and we're all like, nothing happens. We're all just walking zombies, but she yeah. really tried hard. No dice. Then the next year, same thing. And then like my crew, we all had money on the line. So she was going <laughs> to win like 50, 60 bucks if she yeah. stayed up on top of, you know, and at this point I'm just laughing. Cause I'm like, she's never asked about like, why is mom drinking Red Bull? What's up with coffee? You know, yeah. Like, she's not figured she out the keys had, to it. She's never like asked about the caffeine, you know, at least last year, this year she was so close, but she got stuck like where she was kind of by herself with just my husband and one of my pacers in a car and they were trying to get some rest. So they uh, were sleeping. Yeah. It's dark. No. So I was like, that wasn't really, she wasn't set up for success. No, she was so, not. She's going to come with me to the 200. So we'll see one of those. There's no way she's pulling four nights, but we'll see if <laughs> one night happens at that race. <laughs> she can make it through. Okay. Which yeah. 200 miler are you signed up for? I got into Bigfoot. Oh, nice. Amazing. So, okay. What was the thinking of like, okay, I've done a hundred. So let's just double it. Like, let's just double that distance. Yeah. So it was crazy. So my coach, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I did get a coach before the hundreds. Cause I was like, I, this is too much. So my coach has done Tahoe 200. Okay. And I literally remember telling her, you know, like we all say, oh, I'm that I'm never doing that. That, that really does sound crazy, like yeah. legit crazy. And I think my family would kill me. Um, but coming off of kettle, I was like, okay, I know 2022 is my last time doing kettle, at least for a good chunk of change. Cause now my, mm-hmm. my, um, crew captain Becca is doing it as her first hundred this year. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, finally able to help her, but I knew I had to find something else. Um, getting into Western States, you know, is like impossible. Yeah. In crapshoot. I'll be lucky if I get in, you know, in 20 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and there wasn't any other, like any of the other races that kind of caught my eye were all lottery. And I was just like, what am I going to do? And so, or timing wise just didn't work. Like I found one in September that was really cool in Oregon, but then it's like Gwen just starting school. So, Mm -hmm. and I love, she loves being there. She loves the crew. I love her being there. Um, so I'm literally I had a dream a Thursday into a Friday morning where normally I would teach class on Friday. And I woke up in this like panic of like, oh my gosh, where's my hydration vest? Where's like my stuff? And <laughs> Bill, my husband is like, what are you talking about? You just got to go teach a class, Katie, you know, like chill out. <laughs> but like, I could not get that thought out of my head the whole rest of the day. I was just mm-hmm. like, this is so weird. Why was I dreaming about napping in a 200? Yeah. And then literally that weekend was the weekend that Bigfoot was going off. So I was like, I follow Destination Trails races yeah. and I was looking and I'm like, this just looks 
insanely gorgeous. Like if I'm going to be crazy, this is where I want to be crazy. Um, and then when the when the race goes off, the lottery opens up. So I was like, you know, She's the good. luck I have with lotteries, I'm never going to get in anyways. I'll just put my name in and then that'll hopefully get me in like in a few years. And then three weeks later, the lottery, you know, pulls and my name gets called, you know, and I swear like, so yeah, Bill, my husband and my best friend, Jamie, do not believe that there even is a lottery. They're like, this is crazy. There's no way this many people want to do this 200 distance. <laughs> They're making up the lottery. <laughs> They're making this lottery up. This is total. Like, I'm with them. I'm with them. hundred yeah. percent. There is a wait list listed on the website for the record. <laughs> so made up those names. It's I mean, who knows? Conspiracy. Who knows? But it ended up being like, okay, well now I guess I'm doing a 200 just because I literally couldn't find a hundred that like spoke to me. <laughs> yeah. So how's your training defer from a 100 to 200 marks? I don't think most people would have any idea what to do to step up the distance. Yeah. I mean, I was like, so glad that my coach has been down yeah. this road because I too had no idea. Um, and it's actually, I mean, so far it's just been a lot of really strong aerobic base building. So mm -hmm. like low heart rate, just grinding through miles, like really chill. Um, I mean, I know I'll end up having to do obviously a lot of climbing and hiking and stuff as the, <laughs> as the months get closer, but for right now, nothing has really been too, too different. Like the big thing that she laid out, I'm, I'm a very big, like, if I can see just snippets of the big picture, then I don't have like such anxiety over what, <laughs> what did I get myself into? Um, so it looks like instead of doing, you know, like a back-to-back -back run, mm -hmm. like we would, you know, like on a, you know, a weekend, it's like back-to-back-to-back. -to -back -to -back. Mm -hmm. So like, and none of them are crazy. I mean, yes, I think she would love me to do a 50 miler in there somewhere, but I don't, I'm not doing a hundred to, you know, as like a training run. Yeah. Um, like my biggest week, I think I do a marathon distance four days in a row. Oh, wow. So I mean, that's a lot, but it's <laughs> not like, but it doesn't seem, that doesn't seem crazy scary, you know, yeah. like. Yeah, I don't know. Because a marathon's just like, it's just like a short run at this point with what you've done. And it's not racing them, right? It's just like yeah. getting it done. So like, you know, if I, if it takes me all day, it takes me all day. You know, she'd probably rather it take me all day because then that's more <laughs> yeah, similar more to the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's really not like timing wise, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that much different. I mean, there's some peak weeks that'll probably be, you know, pretty close to peak weeks for the hundred and stuff like that, or maybe a little bit more, but it's really just like kind of adding in like an extra day of you know, a, a middle to long run. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see so for happens. now. Yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so how do you supplement? So we're in the flatlands, obviously, yep. like how do you train for big mountain and trail adventures in the flatlands? Yeah. I mean, so kettle, um, yeah. even though it's, you know, it becomes, it's a hike. It was yeah. really nice driving up there to train during COVID because no one was on the road. <laughs> um, now it's a little different with like, I feel like everyone and their mother has a car, but yeah, just like um, we'll drive up to Kettle on a Friday and just knock out, you know, try to pick a spot that gets the best elevation gain we can for the Midwest. I'm sure I'll be finding a lot of time on the treadmill hiking at inclines. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping I can just get it done on the treadmill and not have to do the stair mill because those just freak me out that I'm going to fall off. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. Because <laughs> you're not supposed to hold on. And when you don't hold on, I feel like I'm just going to like fall forward. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So outside of this 200 miler, do you, in Western States, we've already mentioned that. What are your other like ultra goals? It could be like races or just like trails you would like to hit. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely, um, I, I mean, I'm excited about Bigfoot because I have wanted to do something in the Pacific Northwest. So mm -hmm. it'd be cool to do something else out there as well. I'd love to do something in Colorado, um, as well, but like Silver Rush seemed attainable. Leadville, just like hundreds seems like a whole nother yeah. like monster, you know, which just 
And then, I don't know, I, I always think too, too, like, what is the experience my crew is going to have? And, you know, yeah. altitude can hit everybody in such a different way. I don't even know how my own daughter responds to altitude truly. So it's like yeah. to drag all these people out there to help you and then like have people not feel great just seems miserable. Like, yeah. I'm okay with not feeling great, but I don't want my crew to not feel, yeah. feel great. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think like, and I mean, I, I have no idea. I'll really love this 200 distance and want to do another one of those. I don't know. Yeah. You'll do all three of them. You'll do, what is it? This is like the full the tr- the one triple of them. crown. Yeah. The triple yeah. crown. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. It's like, okay. I'm okay with the 200 miler distance. Like I think in my head, like I can wrap my head around that, but it's when you add in that 240 for Mohab. I know. I know. Like, you just got, what are the 40 extra miles? Cause that's a lot of extra miles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and in the desert. I know. And it gets down like, cause I watched like every video you yeah. can think of and listened to literally every podcast I think yep. now on anybody that's run any of them. Cause I'm just like trying to so- yeah. soak in information. But yeah, in Moab, it seems like it gets down to like really cold at night, like yeah. Chicago winters at night, but then like 90 during the day. Oh my God. Yeah. No, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, that's everything's crazy, but that seems really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever in any of your ultras? Cause you, one, you're just total vibe here is positivity. Like you're, you like little glimmered over. It was miserable, but it was so mad. Like you just totally just dusted over the misery of it. Have you ever <laughs> even come close to a DNF? Yeah. I DNF'd speed goat. Oh, um, okay. Out in Utah. That, that was like crazy craziness. I mean, I remember starting and I, you know, it was beautiful. I did again, snap a couple, I'm not blaming my pictures for not making a cut, <laughs> but there was one stretch where, I mean, literally like my poles are hanging by my wrists. I mean, and I like, I'm like clawing, you know, like if, I'm not even like looking back or looking up to see if I'm on trail because it was so steep. I was like, this is it. This is how I die. Like, this is where I go. And <laughs> that was not fun. <laughs> that was not fun. <laughs> this is how I, I go. Mean, this is, this is what's happening to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm on the right course. Cause like Carl Meltzker, he's the race yeah. director for it. Mm-hmm. So he, he makes it ridiculously crazy. Like just when you're like, whoa, I just climbed this huge thing. This is awesome. I'm going to take these views in. You go back down to then go back up. I mean, it's just, it's, it's nuts. It's gorgeous, but um, it's insane. Like I had some cool adventures on it. Like I got through almost a marathon, which was really super cool. But the last aid station I got in, I think like three minutes late Mm -hmm. and they were going to be cool. Like they were like, if you look like you have your shit together, we'll let you go. I did not have my shit. Like I did not <laughs> look like I had another, you know, whatever, 10 miles left in me. Cause I think it was, yeah. yeah Cause that race too, it was instead of it being like a 31 mile, it was like a 34 mile 50 K. So it was like extra yeah. fun. And yeah, that one, I, I, I had to take the sad. Oh, I mean, it was, it was sad, but it was also kind of sweet. Like you got to take like one of the ski gondolas down. Oh, that was your like, that's kind of that nice. Your, so, I mean, it was, it was cool. But yeah, that was a bummer. It took me a while to get over that one. But I also then realized like everything, you know, everything teaches you a lesson. And I just learned like that style of a course was just not for me. Like I'll go hike that all day long, but having like time cutoffs and it being that just aggressive on the steepness and the descents was not for me. Yeah. So yeah. when you're looking at races to do, obviously you've chosen a couple that are local, but for your ones that you're really having to travel for, what do you look for in a race that you're, cause you've done some big name ones, like what's attracting you to them or why do you choose those races? Yeah. I mean, honestly, when, you know, I had the, the crazy dream that set off the, like the bug to check out 200s, um, <laughs> I was looking at them all and the, the, the scenery at Bigfoot just looked ex- like just beyond breathtaking. So mm-hmm. I was like, if I'm going to be, you know, potentially 
putting my body through that much. Like I want to be able to experience this kind of like beauty, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that for sure for me is, is like the big thing is the picture. Just like, what am I? Yeah. What am I going to (laughs) be in? Yeah. The picture opportunities, of course. Um, but yeah, I just, the scenery really, I mean, cause even in Leadville, when you're like sucking wind, I was like, this is just gorgeous to be up that high. This was, it was, it was so breathtaking. And that's what I kind of grabbed from Bigfoot was that it was just, it looks, I mean, I'm sure Candace is no dummy either. Right. We, everyone's going to put up like the, the yeah. nice flashy pictures <laughs> on the website. I'm sure yeah. there'll be some stuff that's not like all beautiful, but um, that's what definitely draws me in like that experience. Um, and then honestly, like I really do take into account my crew and my pacers, like they're, yeah. you know, if, if they're possibly also excited about something and they can, if it works for their schedule, like I'm, more on board because like they're my people <laughs> yeah 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 I mean yeah. it sounds like you have a really tight crew which is always so important we do yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> always that's like my favorite thing I've always said at every race like yeah runners are finishing and they're accomplishing but the fact that family members and friends will come out and just spend hours in the woods and a lot of these people like are not runners a lot yeah. of the times like I was crewing a friend at no business 100 which is in a like just remote area of the Kentucky Tennessee border there's no okay. cell service there's no GPS so you're having to like have a map ready to get mm-hmm. from aid station to aid station and there's you show up and the aid station's packed it's like the most magical thing is that all these people will yeah. come out and support somebody else's stupid dream. Like it is, yeah. that's my favorite part. And so I love that you have just such a close knit crew that would come and do a random 100 miler for you is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It's, it's been so nice to now have, you know, everybody that came out for that, that weekend, like now that stuff's back, you know, be able to go to support their stuff has just been so cool. Like, yeah, it's the same. I love, I absolutely I'm probably too excited the morning of races for my friends. Like for myself, I look like, like, Oh God, what am I doing as I'm trying to like shove toast in my face, you know, and drink a coffee. But um, when I'm getting ready to like support a friend all day, like I'm just wired on, ca- like, I, I don't even need caffeine. I'm just wired. Cause I'm so excited to just like be in the woods all day supporting them. <laughs> yeah. So it's so fun. I'm with you. I know that you work out of edge at edge athlete lounge is like the full mm-hmm. okay and mm-hmm. it's a very progressive gym very forward very liberal which I obviously support and I've heard there's a very a, like a narrative recently about how many men and women sign up for the longer distance ultras and the reason there's not a lot of women is because women don't want to do it as much and there's not as many women which is fucking bullshit quite honestly totally agree fucking bullshit (laughs) so how do you feel about like a lot of these races hard rock leadville western states trying to balance the discrepancy and what do you think race directors could be doing to help balance the discrepancy and get more women out on the trails yeah i i love i'm with you i think it's total crap like women want to do it i think the harder thing is not even just getting into the race but it's all the 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 training right? Like I was yeah. listening to some other podcasts and it might even have been with Sally McRae where she was just talking about how it's like, depending on uh, someone's situation, like I'm very blessed. Like my husband supports all my craziness, you know, yeah. and we, we make a schedule work, but there's a lot of women that don't have that flexibility or they work a job that it's like, how can you, you know, you're running on a treadmill at two in the morning or whatever. So I think it's almost like, I feel like we do a good job here of really trying to, you know, make our daughter see that like, this is a teamwork. It's not like, oh, this is mom's job. This is, you know, this is like, this job, that job, it's like, we all work together to make this household function. And I think the more that becomes a norm, hopefully, like the more women feel like they have the time to be able to dedicate towards it. Yeah. But I also think too, like seeing, 
I think it's been helpful to have more females in the spotlight, right? Like, like a Sally McRae, who I think is very real, like her Choose Strong project from last year was really cool about, you know, she's an elite, right? She's a paid athlete, but my God, she struggled in a lot of these races. And so seeing that you don't have to, you don't have to have all these fancy things and be, you know, be sponsored and all that to, to be able to do these races, you know, mm-hmm. and like seeing hopefully more of people like her share her story. And, you know, and obviously Courtney Dahl Walters, like an enigma. I'm she's beast. just like, I mean, just, but it's such a, such an amazing, sweet human. If you've ever run into her at a race, she's just like so nice and so welcoming. So I think the more, hopefully those figures become not just figures with that we know, because obviously we love the sport, but like are out there more that people see like, oh my God, women are doing this. Like women are winning these races. Yeah. Um, that I hope that makes a difference. Um, and I think even just like, you know, you, me, like those of us who are passionate about it in our communities can just be like, Hey, you, you know, you can do this. Like, yeah. I think a lot of, you know, my female athletes too, it's like, well, I've done the marathon, so I could probably do a 50 K. And it's like, yeah, if you dream to do more though, you can do more. You, again, like it goes back to that, like, you don't have to consider yourself some elite athlete to be able to tackle these, these distances. I mean, I remember seeing a guy this year at Kettle who I, I don't, you know, I, I never caught like his name, but he was power hiking that whole darn thing. He was an yeah. older gentleman. And he was like, I just love being out here with the community. And this is all my body can do right now, but I'm going to do it. And he was just like out there power hiking. And, you know, so I think the more we can just make it feel that you don't have to be some super amazing, you know, superpower athlete to be able to do these things. And then, yeah, hopefully the race is then, a, a, you know, to like come on board with just equaling out who can come in. And yeah. I think trail sisters has done a nice job too of, kind of making sure more races, you know, have like tampons and aid stations. And yeah. I mean, we've all heard those funny jokes of like, Hey man, a tampon is great. If you like, you know, fall down and break your nose, you can shove it, you know, it's like <laughs> the guys can use them too, you know? Um, but just those little things like that goes a long way. It's like, if you're going to have band-aids, you kind of need to have, you know, feminine products just in case too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the fun we get to deal with that the guys don't have to worry about. So like make it, <laughs> yeah. make it not seem as bad at aid stations. One of my favorite things, and Camille Heron is, is my top oh, yeah. ultra runner yeah. of all time, right? And one of the things I think will be impressive to see that you and I will see in our time happen in ultra running, I mean, fingers crossed, but I think it's going to happen is that there's a lot of science and stuff that's coming out that thinks like the longer you go, the better a woman's going to do mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And that's showing up in a lot of races, Courtney's Agreed. beating men and Camille's beating men. And I think that's going to continue to happen where maybe, maybe the 200 miler distance is the woman's distance and how badass would that be? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely, I, I, I was listening to some pot you can, I've been diving into the podcast world since I have all these like aerobic runs to do. Uh, yeah. if I listen to music, I get too jazzed up and I run too fast. Um, but they were pretty much saying that, yeah, like, um, you know, just the human body in its sense, like, right. We start to feel, we start to get those pain receptors at like 60%. We still have left to give in our bodies, but like, we're still programmed, you know, back in the day of like, Oh God, we're being hunted by a bear or something. Yeah. So like I tell my athletes, like just when you start to feel pain, right. You still have 60% more to go. And like for females, it's like 75%. Like, cause, <laughs> cause we're just yeah. badasses like that. You know I mean? Yeah. There's a reason we're the ones that birth children, you know? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah, I I, I'm a, I agree with you. I think it's going to be really cool to see um, just what transpires the next few years, next decade with, with, you know, female athletes. And I think more women are being, at least the ones I follow on, you know, socials, really open about, you know, their journey and um, either their struggles or then their successes and their wins and stuff. And I think the more we can all kind of, you know, in that trail, like, you know, way be supportive of each other. I think that's what's yeah. so cool too, like going back to the, you know, the trail ultra community versus road. I mean, it's just the more us women can like lift each other up mm-hmm. and support each other. I think it's just, 
awesome for the sport yeah. as well. That's the craziest thing about the ultra running sport where, you know, it's, it's not regulated or whatever, but there's no other sport where the athletes are so in touch with the normal runner and even yeah. wanting to be open about how our experiences are similar. Like I'm going to go bring it back to Camille Heron who started her period during Western yeah. States and had severe cramps and ended up finishing in 27 hours, which is like a normal time to finish yeah. it, you know, for her, like, that was like, oh my gosh, that's the most impressive thing. And for her to be so mm-hmm. open about what happened, because a lot of athletes at that level would just drop if they weren't going to totally. be they would just totally. drop. They just say, oh, I had a bad day, but she was so open about what happened. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes you're just out there and you start your period and it's like the worst thing ever. Thank you for talking about it. Yeah, no, I know. I was so glad she brought that up too. Same, same. Oh my goodness. Katie, um, one, thank you for coming on this podcast Two, I'm very excited to see you complete this 200 miler. <laughs> I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader oh, during thanks. the 200 miler. I'm be like <laughs> sending you messages on Insta, like, yes, get it done. I'm very thanks. excited. It'll be super badass. And I appreciate your positivity out in the world. Oh, like keep you. that up. Cause I see well, it. And I notice you. it. You know, I'm like, shit, Katie had a great time on her run. I guess I can go do my run too now. You know, like I see that and other people see it. So keep it up. Well, thanks. Same to you. Same to you. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Katie. You have a great day.